an unexpected romance, an unexpected romance, unannounced, unprayed for, it could slip into your life like a sweet dream. Unexpected love is a wonderful surprise. It's like getting a complimentary dessert after dinner at your favorite eatery or when the bartender tells you that a certain gentleman has offered to pay for your next few rounds. Unexpected love feels good. It makes you want to sink down into it. Like, I could stay here for a while. And then as soon as you full of feelings and ready for whatever comes with this unexpected love, boom, it knocks you off your feet. And then that love picks you up, takes you riding in his Impala, and then drops you back down to this cold, cold world. When that happens, and your unexpected love has suddenly morphed into the great Stevie Wonder's saddest song lyrics, that tasters is a love bomb. Has your mind and your body ever been blown to smithereens by a love bombing? Well, mine has. And we're going to talk about it today. Well, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Welcome to my table. Stop doing the podcast. It ain't stopping. Y'all gonna get this podcast. Hey, hey, Tasters. Stella Bella Fonte is in the building. Yes, I'm a day late, but I'm here to fill your plate. What's going on with everybody? Um, I just wanted to say thank you all for being such dedicated listeners. I'm really enjoying myself. I look forward to giving you all great content each week. Like it's a real gig, you know? <laughs> I do. I love it. It it gives me so much purpose and um point in my life. I mean, even though like my purpose in life is to love, live, be happy, serve God, just putting content out that my listeners enjoy. It just gives me so much to look forward to. So anyway, we're going to shake the table a bit today, tasters. I'm going to get right into it. Now, I know you've heard me say quite often, I've, um, I'm a self-proclaimed master storyteller, and that's what I am. I'm not going to take that away from myself. You know, you got people who know that they are good at running track, the people who can write a song. Well, me, um, I can tell a tale. And today, in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month, I'm going to drop a sweet black love story on you all. And it's an actual story. I'd actually shared it with one of my favorite podcasts. They read um, listeners' letters in the end. And um, this is one of the letters that I sent into them. And they read it. And a lot of listeners enjoyed it. Actually, a few listeners that follow me now when they found out that this was my letter was like, oh my God, Stella, that was you? Yeah, it was me. So the whole point of this story was the subject of love bombing. What does love bombing mean to you, tasters? Well, when you look it up online, the first thing they say about love bombing in romance, love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstra demonstrations of attention and affection it can be used in different ways and for either positive or negative purposes. Psychologists have identified love bombing as possibly part of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it. 
another portion online asks, how do I know if it's love bombing or genuine? And they go on to say, not all brand displays of love are love, are love bombing. When it's a genuine connection, you'll likely feel more positive and receptive to the grand gestures. Whereas love bombing is intense and makes you feel uncomfortable, which isn't a sign of a healthy relationship. So basically, tasters, what I gather and from what my experience was, love bombing is when you meet somebody and they just groove you. Oh my God, they just move you and groove you. They're just laying it on so thick and you feel like it might be phony, it might be fake, but they got magic in that phony fake shit. You know, it just feels so good. Like, just imagine your favorite costume jewelry. You know it's worthless, but when you put it on, you just shine. And you get so many compliments and so much attention. And you feel so good just being dipped in it and dripping with all the fake finery. I guess that's a little bit of what love bombing is. Well, anyway... I'm going to get straight to it. Instead of giving definitions, again, like I said, I consider myself a master storyteller. You know, it ain't for everybody. But when you got it, you got it. And here it goes. Stella Belafonte's story of being love bombed. Stella's love bombing. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for a title here. Look, I'm grasping at straws. By the end of this episode, when I finish reading you my torrid tale of my love bombing, I'll have something. So anyway, let's just picture it. New York City, New Year's Eve morning, 2019. I woke up to buy accessories for a new car that I treated myself to. That Christmas after being dumped by a goblin. <laughs> All of my tasters know about me being dumped by a goblin. It was a really bad breakup. Well, anyway, I was walking out into the parking area of an auto store, an auto supply store, when I was approached by a goddamn dream. Tasters, picture Morris Chestnut in his sexy prime. I'm talking about Morris Chestnut with dark wavy hair. Remember when he had that wavy, that fade? He was just so chocolate and fine. Well, Morris Chestnut with New York City swag. Anyway, this dream walked up to me and his voice was as smooth as his looks. Immediately, we exchanged numbers. And you know what? Let's call him Mr. Big Wheels. I call him Mr. Big Wheels because he was driving a pimped out deep wine colored Impala with huge rims like men drive in the South. And let me tell you something, tasters. I'm big on cars like that. Like I love a good Impala. I love a heavy Chevy because I grew up around cars like that. My grandfather, my beautiful grandfather, drove a 1976 Chrysler New Yorker all the way into the early 2000s. So, you know, I've always had an affection for big cars. Well, anyway, back to Mr. Big Wheels. So after we exchanged numbers, I was feeling really good about myself because I was newly and freshly dumped. But with this fine-ass man, I was all ready to be jumped back into the dating game because he was just such a fine-ass nigga. Anyway, 
here goes the bombing. Day one. Big Wheels walked me to my car in the parking lot of the auto store. And he offered to install the accessories that I bought. So I let him. He mentioned that he actually wanted to pay for my stuff at the register. But he didn't know how I would take that. I didn't know this man from a hole in the ground. And he tells me that he wanted to pay for my stuff at the register. But he didn't know how I would take it. Now, honestly, Tastes, I didn't know how to take that. Next, after I drove out of the auto parts store, I get a call from his fine ass about 20 minutes later. Right after we met. And he tells me how glad he was that he met me. And that he believed that God put me in front of him. God. Imagine Morris Chestnut with an Impala with big rims and waves. Telling you that he thinks that God put you in front of him. <laughs> well, anyway... Later that night, because like I said, it was actually, um, it was New Year's Eve. I'm at a Christmas, excuse me, I'm at a New Year's Eve dinner at my homegirl's house. And he's calling me on video chat. Calling me on video chat. Looking adoringly into my eyes and telling me how badly he wants to see me. Well, anyway, my friend made so much food that she invited him over. She said, come on, let him come over and watch the ball drop. So he shows up at my friend's house. Mind you, I just met this man with a bottle of Dom P, smelling like Tom Ford everything, and dressed to the nines. That man came inside, put his arms around me, and just started dancing me all across my friend's living room. He mixed and mingled with everybody, and when the ball dropped, he pulled me in for a champagne kiss. Oh, my girls just swooned. It was like, look at this fine motherfucker just holding me, dancing me everywhere, pouring out Dom P, just mingling like he knew everybody. And then he kissed me. Oh, God, he kissed me. Anyway, he asked to meet me for dinner and drinks the next night at a super romantic Caribbean restaurant in Brooklyn. So, I take a Uber, which he volunteered to pay for, so I wouldn't have to drive. But I didn't want him knowing where I lived yet. So, anyway, I meet him at this restaurant. We eat. We dance. We drink. We kiss some more. We cuddle. And guess what taste is in the middle of all this romantic action? My period shows up three days early, unannounced uninvited, here goes my period, right through my clothes, embarrassing, and this is how I found out, I'm moving and grooving with him, something just didn't feel right, you know how your panties start shifting around, I asked a young lady next to me, I said, sis, come with me over here real quick, I said, I'm gonna turn around, you know what I'm looking for, she said, yeah, it's there, it's a big spot right through your clothes. I was like, oh boy. So anyway, I had to tell him. He said, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to talk about it, but I got to let you know. I got to go. He goes, why? I said, my period came early. 
Just straight like that. I had to tell him. He goes, so? I'm like, so? He like, nah, just go clean yourself up. I'm like, clean myself up. It's my period. He like, look, just go ahead. Just go in the bathroom. Go clean yourself up a little bit. I got you. I didn't know what this man had planned. So I go in the bathroom, clean myself up as best I could. And when I come out, homeboy takes off his jacket, ties it around my waist, and escorts me outside to his dope Impala. And he's begging me to stay with him. I mean, literally in the car, hugging and kissing on me. Nah, don't go. Don't go. So what? That's nature. You got your period in? Come on. We go to a, come on. We go to a Walgreens. I know the Walgreens by King's Plaza stay open late. And anyway, he rushes me to late night drugstore. Leaves me in the car. You ready for this, sisters? And returns with disposable panties. And a bottle of body wash. I kid you not. So I'm riding with him. In his dope ass Impala. And he asked me if I'm hungry. Because we actually when we were at the bar. We didn't eat. The kitchen was closed. So we drank. We danced. And then my period came. So I'm sitting there. And now I got stuff. And I'm like oh yeah I'm hungry. So let's go get something. Anything. We go the White Castle, roll up the White Castle. And mind you, White Castle was like a party. It was a whole line. It wasn't, it was late, not that late, but it it, it was a line. It, it was a good time. So he just playing all type of good music, Atlantic Star, Climax. And we just grooving, singing all the words together because I love old school R&B. And we just doing it together. And he just looking me in my eyes, telling me how sexy I am. And he don't want the night to end. And, you know, you got all your stuff. Let's just, just chill together. Let's spend the night together. So anyway, I'm not worried, tasters. Because I got my period. I'm like, I'm not doing nothing with this man. I got my period. What what could we possibly get into? You know, I'm I'm not in the red light fucking. So anyway, he whisked me away to a very clean, very nice short stay. You all know what a short stay is. Anyway, tasters, no shit. We get into this short stay hotel. He pulls me into the bathroom and he takes a shower with me while the blood is running, running down my legs in the shower and scrubbing me, covering me in kisses. And after I shower, he did the ultimate. Tasters, are you ready? I don't think you're ready for this. We got to call Tyler Perry for this one. Because this might just be a first. When I told this to one of my girlfriends after it went down, she was like, bitch, only you. Absolutely only me. So after I take my shower and wrap myself up in a towel, he takes my romper that I had on and I bled through. And he's at the sink, hand washing the seat of my romper that I had messed up. Standing there with the hotel soap, washing blood out of my clothes. And then he laid my romper out on the radiator. And then, you ain't ready for this. It gets better. After he laid my romper out on the radiator, and I got on my little 
disposable drawers, he lotioned me up like a baby. And tasters, we didn't have sex, but we made out all night. I'm talking about like two teenagers for the first time that liked each other for months in school and they couldn't wait to get together. We rolled all over that short stay room, me and my disposable drawers and his huge dick pressed up against all of me that wasn't bleeding. And the next morning, I woke up feeling like I was in love. <laughs> Day four, my period is done and now I'm the one begging to see him. I couldn't wait to see this man. I said, I got to experience more. I have to know what this man is really about. He was just so wonderful. You washing blood out my clothes, running inside the all night drugstore, buying me body wash, taking a shower with me while I got blood running down my leg. Oh, I had to see him. This man was fucking just, just perfect to me. Anyway, he booked us a room at um a nice hotel downtown Brooklyn. So anyway, I meet him in the lobby of the hotel. And it started as soon as we got on the elevator. <sighs> Once we hit the hotel bed, this beautiful, big, big dreamboat. Fuck me a total of five times. Counted tasters five times from midnight until about six in the morning. Tasters, I swear to you, his sex was so skilled. It's like he went to school for it and earned a fucking degree. It was that intense. Just imagine. He was like, it, it, it was almost animalistic, like. We would do it, and he'd nod off for a little bit with his arms around me, and then just wake up and be doing it again. Fall asleep like that, wake up doing it again, and then, oh my goodness. So the next day, we wake up in the morning. He goes in the bathroom, tasters. This man is sitting on the toilet, not doing anything, just sitting like the lid closed. And asked me to come to him, pull me towards him, grab my leg, propped it up on his thigh, like had my foot on his thigh, resting on it, and started munching my box. What that girl Ice Spice said, nigga, use a munch. He was a munch that morning. And Texas, when I tell you, that ain't usually my shit. Like, you got women that's just so big on getting they pussy ate. And I always say, women who's big on that is probably because they don't know what good dick is. And I know what good dick is. And um, this man's dick was great. And he could munch the box, too. I was like, yeah, this man ain't no fucking God. He's a fucking demon. So, anyway... I drove home from that love bombathon just grinning from ear to ear. I sat at work later that day, bragging to all my good Judy's about the dick and planning vacations for me and this nigga in my head. Anyway, tasters, how did it end? After that wonderful night together in the hotel downtown Brooklyn, when I wasn't bleeding anymore, after this man fucked me from north to south, east to west, back to front, up to down, 
night today. I didn't hear from them for a whole month. A whole month after that good sex. I felt like I was one of those high school girls when they would say, he hit that, quit that, and forget that. I just felt so dumb. And I played mad for about a month, but I was hopeful that he would call me. But let me tell you something. I'm a bull. I'm a tourist woman. I'm stubborn as badly as I wanted to hear from him. Never once did I pick up a phone to call him. So, again, I played mad for about a month. But when he finally did call, my dumb ass let him screw my sensibilities away. Who wants more? I ain't even going to get into the details of that one. Because by then, I think I was a little... um stronger, a little tougher against him. And then after he did that to me, screwed me a second time, he didn't call me again till four months later. So it's like it's not even really ghosting because, well, it is ghosting. I, there's a name for that too, when ghosts return from the dead. I think they call it zombieing. They just got all of these terms. And when he pulled that four months later shit, after that great sex the second time, I blocked him. That gap between calls was just too large. And I ended my letter to the podcast saying, I hate how he did me. The worst love bombing ever. To hell with him and his big wheels. <laughs> and you know what I meant that to hell with him? Because love bombing doesn't feel good. Like they said, it feels, it's overwhelming. And that was light. I've heard that there are men out here love bombing women with trips, big money, crazy gifts. And it's like, but what is the end game? It could be several things to make you their puppet so that they can have you on a string doing whatever they want to you. They know that it might fuck with you. If you're not strong-minded, it might grab you mentally. Because I know women that fall for less. I know women that, um. well, I'm not trying to talk bad about women. I know often you probably hear me saying, you know, I know women that do whatever. Because it's real. You know, it's, I've had a lot of experience and I've seen a lot of things. That's why I don't beat myself up. For the times that I have fallen. Because again, I've seen women fall for so much less. And I don't think I exactly fell. It's just that I don't want to say that I was feeling vulnerable. I don't like that word to describe myself because I'm not a very vulnerable person. But after being dumped the way that I was dumped again by a goblin. Check that out on YouTube. Just type dumped by a goblin if you don't know the story. I was just, again, I was just ready for some action. I was ready for love. I was ready for sex. I was ready for romance. But what I wasn't ready for was to just be handled the way this man handled me. And that's exactly what he did. He handled me. He had me how he wanted me. And then he would just disappear, come back, have me how he wanted me again, and disappeared. But after that second disappearing, there wasn't no comeback. So anyway, again, tasters, what does love bombing mean to you? Have you ever been love bombed? You want to send me some stories? Want to talk about it? But um, I enjoyed sharing that with you. I guess you can call this a short stay. Again, in honor of Valentine's Day and Black History Month. Look, a sweet black love bomb. <laughs> Could that be my title? I don't know yet. But I thank you all for joining me at my table. 
and I look forward to. I do have a special Black History Month edition that I got cooking for my tasters. I think that'll be fun. That's actually the one that I wanted to put out, but I said, you know what? Valentine's is coming. Let's do something sexy. And I hope this episode left a sexy taste in your mouth and hungry for more. Bye.